Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On that day a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice and decide a right for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors. Together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. On that day the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, The Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. Justice Justice shall shall flourish flourish in his time time and fullness fullness of of peace forever. forever. O God, with your judgment endow the king. And with your justice, the king's son, he shall govern your people with justice and your afflicted ones with judgment. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. Justice shall flower in his days and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Justice shall flourish in his time and fullness of peace forever. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Justice shall flourish in his his time, and and fullness of peace forever. May his name be blessed forever, as long as the sun his name shall remain. In him shall all the tribes of the earth be blessed. All the nations shall proclaim his happiness. Justice shall flourish in his time, and fullness of peace forever. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another, in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may, with one voice, Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Welcome one another then, as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a minister of the circumcised to show God's truthfulness, to confirm the promises to the patriarchs, but so that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight His paths. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. And do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these very stones. Even now, the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, welcome to this second Sunday of Advent. We welcome all of you who are watching on many different platforms, and we are adding our Instagram platform as well. Welcome to our Instagram followers. Uh, this truly is a, a wonderful online congregation that some of you uh, join me each and every day. Uh, for this Mass, and I'm grateful for that and grateful for the opportunity to pray for your intentions. For those just joining us now, feel free to leave in the comments how we can pray for you today. It is clear from these readings, my friends, 
that the coming of the Lord is not something that we receive passively. Look at how strong the words of John the Baptist were to the Pharisees and Sadducees that came to his baptism. He didn't say, oh, I'm so glad you came. Welcome. God loves you as you are. Come, we receive everyone. Come as you are. That what he said? It's worth going back to the words. Brood of vipers. He starts off by calling them a brood of vipers. See, for, so for many Christians today, it's like, oh, you can't call people names. Oh, oh, that's not being nice. That's not being nice. You brood of vipers. Who warned you to come and to flee from the coming wrath? And then he said, God is here to divide. He said, I've, I've given you this sermon before about God is the great divider. Okay, The divider, of course, between light and darkness, between truth and falsehood. Between grace and sin, between life and death, God is a divider. Yes, He's a uniter too, but He unites us in truth and in grace and in life. So obviously, there's got to be a division from darkness and falsehood and sin and death. So uh, John the Baptist says to these people, okay, the axe is coming. Yeah, Christ is coming, yes. But it's not just flowers and songs and butterflies. It's the axe that gets laid to the root of the tree. And he says there's a division here. The wheat he's going to gather. It says the winnowing fan. The winnowing fan. They would throw the, the, the well, after the harvest of the grain, the, the, when they winnowed, they would throw it up in the air and the winnowing fan would blow the, the chaff away and, and, and the good stuff would, uh, would land and be collected. He will gather the wheat into his barn after he clears the threshing floor. So the wheat and the chaff have to be separated. The worthless stuff has to be separated. And you remember there are parables that Jesus told about this. This is John the Baptist speaking. And then Jesus talked about the dragnet. You know, the kingdom of God is like this dragnet. Everything gets hauled in, but then... They have to separate what's good from what's bad. They have to separate what is worthwhile from what is garbage. And he said the angels at the end of time will do the same kind of separating. So brothers and sisters, the final judgment hasn't happened yet. Our individual judgment that happens at the end of our lives hasn't happened yet. The weeds and the wheat are growing together. And that's why we have to have Advent patience Oh, how long we can all go on, can't we, about all the trials, evils in the world, the causes of frustration and distress. We have got to live with that Advent patience. And patience is not tolerance for evil. Patience is active waiting as we work for good with the conviction that the good prevails. That's patience. So we wait with Advent patience. That's why purple, remember the reason for the Advent purple, because when it's the dark of night and the great light of the sun is coming, the sky for a little bit, for a little while on the horizon, if you look carefully, turns purple. It's a sign that the darkness is being conquered. That's what it is. It's a sign that God is separating the darkness from the light. That's what it means. It's a sign that the sun is coming, that conquers falsehood and sin and death. And that separates the wheat from the chaff. We've got to be ready. Because when that great separation comes, 
We have got to be absolutely sure that we're on the right side. Brothers and sisters, people who worry about how divided we are in the church, in the nation, in the world, don't, don't, don't be worried about how divided we are. Just worry about one thing, that you're on the right side of the division. Whether it's in the church, in the country, in our political lives, even in your family. There's division. There's division in just about all our families. Be on the right side of the division. That's all you have to worry about. Don't worry about the fact that there's division. Because there always has been, there always will be, and in fact, God is the divider. Now, prepare ye the way of the Lord. In the desert, make straight His paths, John the Baptist says in the Gospel reading of today. The preparation for the coming of the Messiah involves welcoming the poor. It involves welcoming those who are on the outskirts of society. Paul admonishes us in this second reading of today. He talks about the God of endurance and encouragement. Okay, like I said, the Advent patience, because the wheat and the weeds grow together. And we've got those in our midst who care for the, the poor and the marginalized, who show that love and that welcome that God gives to us. Show that to every human being. But then we have those who oppress the poor, who oppress the marginalized, who divide people unnecessarily. We talked about the necessary division. There are those who create unnecessary divides. False barriers. We see Jesus coming against this all the time, right? He ate with the tax collectors and the sinners. He went to the lepers instead of avoiding them. He went over to the blind Bartimaeus instead of listening to those who were telling him to shut up. He went to Zacchaeus. He said, I'm going to eat at your house today. And so Paul says, follow this example of Jesus and welcome one another, he says. Now, there's a deep lesson here about God's salvation being extended beyond the Jewish community to the Gentiles. Okay, this is the big message that Paul is conveying here is that this coming of the Lord is, and we'll hear this at the Christmas Midnight Mass Gospel is for all the people, Jew and Gentile and everybody from Adam and Eve till the last human beings who will ever be made. His salvation is for all people. That doesn't mean all will attain it. Some will lose it, as Jesus tells us. There will be wailing and grinding of teeth. But it's for all. It's offered to all. God wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But that lays on us the obligation of welcoming one another. As Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. Not a welcome that says, oh, come as you are, believe what you want, do what you want, live like you want. No, a welcome that says, come and be transformed by the Lord and live as his sons and daughters. And that welcoming of one another means also what we hear in this psalm, which builds on the first reading, that... The Lord will govern His people with justice and His afflicted ones with judgment. He will rescue the poor when He cries out and the afflicted 
when he has no one to help him. Brothers and sisters, we, first of all, are the poor and afflicted. We are burdened under the kingdom of Satan and sin and death. We walk in the shadow of death. Christ rescues the poor, those that have no help except from God, those who know they need a Savior. That's why this Advent prayer is, Come, Lord Jesus, because we cannot save ourselves. So many say, oh, well, Jesus is the Savior, but He's saving me from what? Well, if people don't know what they need to be saved from, they're not going to be able to experience the joyful hope of Advent the meaning of the purple, that yes, the sun is coming and the dark black of night is going to be changed into the bright light of day. But they don't recognize the difference between darkness and light. And so they can't feel that joy because they haven't acknowledged their sins. So we're the first ones that have to be rescued and we have to rejoice in the fact that God rescues us from sin, from falsehood. He gives us his truth. And from death, he rescues us from all these things because he pours his spirit out on us, like the first reading says, a spirit of wisdom and understanding. We understand the truth. We're able to discern true doctrine from falsehoods. And boy, are falsehoods prevalent today. We're able to understand the difference between the ways of God and the ways of death. But then, the poor and the afflicted also mean those around us, those in our human family who are being ostracized, devalued, discriminated against. And what's the worst form of discrimination? It is abortion. John Paul II said that so clearly in Evangelium Vitae. He said this is the most unjust form of discrimination because we're not even recognizing their most basic right, the right to life. And oh, how deep this darkness continues to be. We have now more opportunity to protect these children than ever before because the court has taken away the obstacle that was Roe versus Wade that did say, says no longer, but did say that you could not protect these babies in the womb even if you wanted to. What an injustice that was for 50 years. But now we have the opportunity to protect them without the court getting in our way and we have so many people in our society who are angry at that. Imagine this. They are angry at the fact that now we can protect our children. They are angry at the fact that now we can provide help to the most helpless. This is crazy. It's sad. It's dark. And this is what the light of Advent is meant to overcome. He shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. These children in the womb today are the most helpless of all human beings. And brothers and sisters, that means our duty to protect them is greater than our duty towards anybody else. We have a lot of people we need to protect, but brothers and sisters, they have to be the first recipients of our prayer and our help and our mercy, our Advent intervention. God intervenes to do justice for us, to rescue us from the kingdom of darkness, and therefore we who are saved in turn save. We, the rescued, in turn rescue those of our brothers and sisters 
who are most helpless. Never let anybody make you feel afraid or ashamed of speaking up for these babies, speaking up for these children, and working like we all must do harder than ever before to bring them the protection that now we are more capable of giving them than ever with the reversal of Roe v. Wade. This is Advent. God comes and rescues us. We come to the rescue of others. Let's do it with joy. Let's do it with faith. Let's do it ready to celebrate that great feast of Christmas. And as we sing in O O Holy Night, and it pertains to everything we've been saying here so far, truly He taught us to love one another. His law is love and His gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. May, in the name of the Christ who comes and turns the dark of night into advent purple and then into the bright light of day, may the Christ who comes let the oppressed go free, let the unborn live And let every human being experience the mercy, the peace, and the eternal life of the coming of the Savior. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.